Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because I live, ye shall live also. Hallelujah. That could not contain him. Hallelujah. Amen. We give God the glory for this solemn moment. And good to see all of you mighty men and great women. And thank God that you have been part of this great moving conference. Jesus is coming soon. Hallelujah. Amen. With a standing ovation to the Lord. This great man of God is more than a twin brother. Because we have so many things in common. Our love for Jesus. Our excitement about the things of God. And the depths of going all out for him. But there's nothing else worth comparing but to live for Jesus. Hallelujah. And I want you to know that you don't lose out to live a holy life. But you lose a lot if you don't. Hallelujah. He is original assistant of the RCCG churches in UK. 120 churches. And he is a senior pastor of Victory Assembly in Sheffield. We give God the praise for the love he has for us. This morning he had a walk and came here and said, oh man. He got to a point he wanted to return. And he just felt that move some few steps further. When he moved some few steps, this is Adonai. He said, oh, this is Adonai. Hallelujah. And so the Holy Ghost told him. Sometimes you need to move some few steps further. Shall we receive the ministry of Pastor Dr. Musa Bako? Hallelujah. Celebrate the man of God. Hallelujah. Let's wave our hands, everybody. Just wave it to Jesus. He's worthy of our praise. He's worthy of our praise. He deserves our worship. He deserves honor and all adoration. He's the King of kings and the Lord of lords. The lion of the tribe of Judah. The root of Jesse. The bright and the morning star. The one whose dominion extends to the ends of the earth. And his kingdom is from everlasting to everlasting. He is immortal, invisible. And the only wise God, the King Eternal. Wave those hands to Jesus one more time. Father, we give you praise. We give you praise. 
is Lord. He is Lord. Amen. He has risen from the dead. sacrifice, the one who is the Lamb of God that sits upon the throne forever and ever. We just bow down to the King. We bow down to Him who is holy. We just bow We worship you. We worship. The church worships him. Your people in this house delight in you, O oh God. And we give you praise. Hallelujah. 
Father, we thank you for your presence that fills this house. The Lord in the midst of his people is mighty. Thank you, O oh God, because in this place you are exalted. You are exalted. Be thou exalted, O oh God, above the heavens. Be thou exalted, O oh God, above the heavens let your glory fill up all the earth let your glory be above Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Can we give the Lord a clap of praise? Everybody. Amen. And you can stand to your feet. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, you can go ahead and give some more. The Lord deserves it. Hallelujah. You may be seated. I'm so grateful to Jesus for the privilege to be back in, in Tema, Ghana. It is indeed a privilege, and I'm grateful to Jesus. And I want to say a big, big thank you to my, my brother, my friend, the bishop of this house, Bishop Richard Ayagbede. Amen. I said it the other day, and I mean it. I love you plenty, plenty. Hallelujah. I hold you in high esteem. And the relationship that we share together is very special. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I, I want to thank the Lord for your life. It takes the hand of God to go this journey for 30 years. It takes the help of God. When you look around you, you see men and women that God has used you to raise up in the faith. When we go to heaven someday, you'll be amazed at the exploits that God has accomplished through that seed that you planted 30 years ago. We are thankful to God for your life, for the grace of God upon your life, for your ministry, for your service, for the many sacrifices of many years. In the name that is above all names, the Lord will do more for you. The Lord will keep you healthy. The Lord will keep you alive for many, many more years to come. You will live to a very good old age. You will exceed all your ancestors. And in your old age, very good old age, your natural forces will not abate. Your eyes will not dim. In the name of Jesus, let's celebrate this man of God. Let's celebrate this man of God. Amen. It, it takes a man call of God and helped by God to be sustained all these years. Amen. And some of you who have been with him all these years would have seen by experience that the journey has been full of battles, full of hurdles, many arrows, many ups and downs. But here we are, to the glory of God. Hallelujah. He brought us thus far. He's not finished with you yet. Just as Bishop Morgan said, God has just opened for you a new chapter. Hallelujah. There's many more places to go, many more territories to conquer, many more lives to inspire, many more victories to be won. In the name that is above all names, for the rest of your life, you will never lack. You will never lack. Let's give God a clap of praise, everybody. 
the the Lord laid my on my heart, Bishop, to do something. I I, I have not discussed with you yet uh, and uh, about it, and I'm sorry about that. I, I hope that it to resonate with you. I don't know if you have uh, partners, partners, people who who stand with you, you know, praying. Who anytime you would do a conference, anytime you would do something, they, they just come up together to make things happen. The Lord wants me to pray for them and raise them up in this house. Fifteen mighty men of Adonai. Fifteen mighty men of Adonai who will stand with you as covenant partners. You'll be praying for them. They will experience the kind of financial blessing that, that they've never imagined. Hallelujah. But they will be praying for you. They will stand with you through thick and thin. They will never criticize you. They will never speak ill of Adonai. And they will invest into your ministry. Fifteen people. You will be praying for them. They will not die. They will not die. They will live long. Hallelujah. Because they are mighty men of Adonai. I want to pray for Do you have such people in Adonai? Okay. Let me just ask 15 people that feel as I'm speaking, I want to be part of this. Too. Please step out here. Let me pray for you. Hallelujah. There's 15 here. Is it? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. Are you part of it? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. Oh, 12. 12 people. I need some more people. Anybody that feels moved by God, you don't have to. You really don't have to. But you feel stirred up by God. It means something to you. You want to partner with this man of God? Yes. Yes. Yes, as I was looking at you, I thought you should be part of this team, actually. Hallelujah. Are you coming? Are you coming? Please come. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. Thank you. Are you coming? Please. Come. The Lord gave the message. Great is the company of them that publish it. Hallelujah. Any other person? Anyone? You are covenant people. You are covenant people. Um, from time to time, the presiding bishop will, will, will bring you together to just lay hand on you and prophesy over your life. Amen. From time to time, he will bring you together. He will share with you burdens. He will ask you to pray about it. I assure you, except I am speaking my own, it's not inspired by God. I assure you, your life from this Sunday will never be the same again. If there's any trouble in your life, we wipe it out now. 
if there is embargo placed on your way forward, we rebuke it and take it out of your way. We rebuke sickness and diseases in your lives. If you're single and you desire to be settled with someone, the Lord will establish a home for you. The Lord will prosper your marriage. The Lord will bless the work of your hands. The Lord will open for you doors, doors of opportunities that you have never, ever imagined. Hallelujah. Bishop, please, can you, can you just join me, if it's okay, to, 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 to just hold your hands one by one and just say, you are blessed. I thank you, you are blessed. Just one by one, holding their hands. You know, don't be afraid of coronavirus, but you can use hand sanitizer after that. Socially be bishop in the name of Jesus. Socially be bishop in the name of Jesus. Socially be in the name of Jesus. The Lord will make you the mighty man of Adonai, the mighty woman of Adonai. Hallelujah. Socially be in the name of Jesus. So shall it be in the name of Jesus. It's not too late. If anyone wants to be part of this, you can step out. The Lord will make this good in your life. The Lord will make this good in your life. Anyone who wants to step out, you, you feel you should be part of this. The Lord will make you a mighty man, mighty woman of Adonai. Mighty man, mighty woman of Adonai. So shall it be concerning you in the name of Jesus. So shall it be concerning you in the name of Jesus. So shall it be concerning you in the name of Jesus. So shall it be concerning you in the name of Jesus. So shall it be concerning you in the name of Jesus. So shall it be concerning you in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Now, thank you, Bishop. If you are not in a rush, and you shouldn't be in a rush, after we close the service. Can we have a few minutes chat? I won't keep you long, waiting for too long. Please, is that all right? God bless you. Thank you so much. Let's meet after service. Thank you. Give the Lord a clap of praise, everybody. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You know, on Friday when I ministered, quite a good number of you were not here. I gave out an envelope. I said, you are not just sowing a seed, in, you're not just putting a seed into the envelope, but you are giving to, to support the ministry, to support the work of the gospel. And you are given to demonstrate to Jesus that you love him. This is my love given to you. And it comes from my heart. It comes out of my sacrifice just to say, I love you, Jesus. A good number of you were not here. So I want to give you an envelope as well. Those of you that were not here on Friday when I gave the envelope. Hallelujah. I will do this quickly because of time. 
if you are not here, you don't have to stand up. All I wanted to do is raise up your hand. If you are not here, I, I gave everybody an envelope without exception. And I want those of you who are not, who are not here to take an envelope. Obedience is better than sacrifice. And I'm not trying to cajole you. I'm not trying to collect your money. But I want you to demonstrate this by faith. Can, can you help me, please? If you are, if, uh, who, where is the other, other guy? Okay, can you help me? Okay, I think I'm going to need more envelopes. So if you can go that way. If you can go this way. Okay, please help me give the envelopes. And it, yes, please, can I have those? Please, if you've not received an envelope, there's someone there. Can you get someone there? I think we need more envelopes. Are there more envelopes? Have we exhausted the envelopes? Hallelujah. Okay, that's anybody who has not received. Okay, there's someone there at the back. There are a few hands that way. A few hands that way. Anyone? Hallelujah. Thank you so much. Thank you, pastors. Thank you, men of God. Is there anyone who has not received an envelope? Anybody? I, I'd like you to bow down your heads again very briefly. And I want you to pray about this. In this kind of giving, you don't give what you normally give as an offering. You give a special giving, special offering. I'm challenging you to show how much you love Jesus. Bishop Morgan said you can respect someone and you know you respect him. He may not even know it. It's within you. But when you are honoring someone, you show it. You show it. 
And when it comes to our substances, God desires that we use our substances to honor him. He specifically said, honor the Lord with thy substance. So what you are doing right now is to honor God. I know there is a hundredfold return when we give. Good measure, press down, shaking together and running over. But I don't want you to give right now because there will be hundredfold return. I don't want you to give because you are seeking breakthrough. I know breakthrough will come. I am persuaded about that. But I want you to give as a demonstration of your love for God. And let God move you. Let the Holy Spirit speak to you. I am asking the Holy Spirit will speak to you. It's easy for me to say, give a thousand CD. Give two thousand CD. It's easy for me to say, go and close that bank account. Put the proceeds and come and give it to church. But I want the Holy Spirit to speak to you. You know what you are about to do, whether it honors God or not. Jesus, while he hung on the cross, he said to Peter, love it me more than this, Peter. Love it me more than this. Let this be your way of showing how much you love God. Don't make a common giving. Make an extraordinary giving. You are investing into God's kingdom. Investing into God's house. Investing into the life of Jesus, his body. And I pray for you. Lift up your envelopes, everybody. Lift it up. I pray for you. I stand here as a servant of God. And I make this appeal to you on this altar in the name of Jesus. And I'm asking that the Holy Spirit moves your heart to obey him. What he speaks to you, make the Lord moves you move you to obey him. And that which you put in this envelope, that which your heart has proposed, that which you give to God this morning, may it come up to him as a sweet smelling sevil. A sacrifice. It has to be a sacrifice. Not comfortable, convenient giving. A sacrifice that is acceptable to him. And from heaven above, may the Lord look down on you. May the Lord look down on you. May the Lord remember you. May the Lord hear that prayer, that, that cry of your heart. 
May the Lord heal that sickness, heal that disease. Turn that financial situations around. Do something about your education. Do something about your career. Do something about your business. Do something about your marriage. May the Lord turn your life around. The Bible says he can from the dunghill make someone a king. For it's not of him that will it, nor of him that run it, but of God that showeth mercy. May the mercy of God be rich on your life. May the mercy of God be lavished on your life. May it never fail. May it never fail. May it never be void of power. Every curse on you is reversed now. Every arrow fired against you. I return it back now. Any limitation. I roll it out of the way. Shame. Go. Embarrassment. Go. Mediocrity. Go. Poverty. Go. That which the devil stole from you. I command it to be restored back. Return it back you devil. Return it back. Now, 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 in the name of Jesus. My father, you brought me all the way from England, thousands of miles. Please confirm your word in the lives of these people. Let what I utter not fall to the ground. Let it not return void. Let there be powerful testimonies in the lives of all these people. May they see that you sent me. May they see that you have spoken through me. When you send the disciples and they obeyed and went, the Bible says you went with them, accompanying them, and fulfilling their words, making it to come to pass as they speak it. May there be a performance. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I want you, some of you collected my envelope on Friday so you know, but possibly God is speaking to you to do something different. I want you to obey God. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Let the Lord move you. But my challenge to you is that you're not just going to be Giving a convenient offering, it's a special one. Hallelujah. Some of you, you, especially those who collected the envelope, cannot do it right now, right now. I'd like you to, to get a pen anywhere around you. And write your name on the envelope. Nobody's going to come chasing you because it's not a debt to any pastor here. It's between you and God. I'd like you to get an envelope and write your name on that a pen. And write your name on that envelope and write what you want to do for God because that is your commitment to God. Hallelujah. Someone who cannot do. And later today, 
before the end of the week, you can come to Adonai. You can come and see the bishop. You can hand it to the bishop directly. Hallelujah. I, I'm not trying to collect anybody's goods, but these things, when God moves you, it's not only about what you have, as in cash. When God moved in the early church, someone went and sold his house and brought the proceeds. Amen. I remember how God moved me, and the first Mercedes that actually they bought for me, I, it's Mercedes 200. I gave the Mercedes. And not long after, you know the ML. God gave us a brand new ML. Hallelujah. I've shared my testimony here before. I don't want to go in, into all of that. God is faithful. Whatever God moves you to do, whatever you hear God is saying to you right now. And those of you who are still confused, who cannot hear the Holy Spirit, may the Lord make it clearer to you. Get a pen. Get a pen. Write on that envelope. If what you want to do is something that you cannot give right now, write on that envelope. Let the Lord move you. Your life will never, ever be the same again. You know, this, you know, um, yesterday, um, I, I spoke with the bishop. I said, Bishop, is this safe for me to go out on a walk? In Tema, he said, oh, yeah. I said, because when I was in Nigeria the last time, they told me you cannot go on a walk without security. You know, so yesterday, I walked from where I was staying, and I got to somewhere close here. I didn't know this place, so I walked to somewhere close here, and I went back yesterday. And this morning, I woke up at 6 a.m., got ready by 6.20. I came out on a walk, and I got there, and I felt the Holy Ghost telling me, go a little bit further. So I walked, and I came in front of Adonai. And I said, I was almost here yesterday. You mean I've walked all the way to Adonai? So I took some pictures, and while I was doing that, the Holy Spirit spoke to me. He said, sometimes people turn back from their destiny when they are almost there. And sometimes all that people need to do is to push a little bit further. Push a little bit further. Go a little bit deeper. I just decided to just take a few steps here. And God was going to use that to teach me a lesson. And I found myself in front of Adonai. Hallelujah. Do something you have never done before for Jesus. Let this be for Jesus. I'm not saying give for breakthrough. Give for increase. Do something for Jesus. Those of you who are ready to give, whatever you want to give to Jesus, just come and drop it here on the altar.
you can you can make a giving on behalf of your child you can make a giving on behalf of your husband you can make a giving on behalf of even your mom and dad you just feel like just want to give this on behalf of someone i'm standing as a proxy standing in the gap and i make this giving for my family you can do so amen may the fire of your presence burn this sacrifice may the smoke of it rise may you smell it and may it be sweet before you O oh god a sweet smelling several is the people's sacrifice Please, in it be glorified, O oh God. Be glorified in it, O oh God. Can you help me pick that up, someone? Hallelujah. In it be glorified. Be glorified, O oh God. Thank you, Jesus. Glory be to God. Be glorified in it, O oh God. Thank you. Honor your word in their lives. Honor their faith. Honor their faith, O oh God. Honor their faith. Honor their faith, O oh God. In Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Honor their faith, O oh God. Okay, let's give Jesus a clap of praise, everybody. This morning, I pray that God will help me to be precise and not do an overload. And I pray that you will receive. You will receive something. I want to ask you to write something down. I listened to Mike Murdoch on Wisdom, Wisdom Keys many years ago. He said, and it changed my way of dealing with the scriptures. He said, you can hardly remember what you hear. You can hardly remember what you hear, but what you write you become. What you write, you become. Hallelujah. I want to ask you to take notes, please. Take notes. See it as a Bible school. You're in a Bible school this morning. The, the theme of the conference is Christ is coming. And it's very, very important theme. Uh, God moved the bishop. I, I strongly believe so. God moved him. So he can come up with this conference team. And it is because God is seeking to steer us up, renew our zeal, our passion, our commitment, and help us be prepared 
for the coming of Jesus. Jesus is coming very soon, very, very soon. And God is drawing our attention to him. Amen. For many, many months, many, many years, we have been teaching you about prosperity. We have been teaching you about healing, about faith, about breakthrough, marital success, business exploit. And not because we wanted it, but it happened that so many of you in the church are too worldly centered, too materialistic. Your passion, all that you, you pay attention on is what you can have or become in this life. And you forget that this life is very short. Christianity is not all about breakthroughs and healing and financial increase and living good. Paul said, if that is all that Christianity is about, then we are of all men most miserable. Hallelujah. The big deal, the big deal is happening after we exit this planet Earth. That's what the core of the Christian faith is about. And God is drawing our attention to that. Don't just focus on success and achievement of life. God wants you to succeed and achieve things in life. Hallelujah. He doesn't want you to be utterly useless, broke, tired, poor, afflicted. No. Jesus said, I am come that you may have life and have it how? More abundantly. But God does not want that to be all that you focus on. Amen. Jesus said, in this life hundredfold and in the life to come, he wants you to understand the twofold blessing of God. In this life and in the life to come, you have to pay attention on the life hereafter. And this morning I'm speaking on preparing for the coming of Jesus. Preparing for the coming of Jesus. Second Peter chapter 3 verse 3 and 4. Second Peter chapter 3 verse 3 and 4. I'll be reading quite a number of scriptures this morning. It says, knowing this first, there, there shall come in the last days scoffers. Say, I am not a scoffer. Everybody say, I am not a scoffer. Knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days scoffers, walking after their own lust. And there's so many people like that, even in the church, even among pastors. It's all about their lust. It's all about what profit they can make in the ministry. It's all about living good life. They prophesy lies. They see... They see lying visions, and it's all about the profit and the gain that it will bring them. Knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days coffers, walking after their own lust, and saying, where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of the creation. They think that life will continue. 
Where is the coming of Jesus? We've heard it being preached for so long. For so long. And many people think that it's still going to be for so long time to come. But this morning, brothers and sisters, men and brethren, know that Jesus is coming soon. Don't be someone who is unmindful and dismissive of the coming of Jesus. Don't be someone who all that he engages in is matters of this life. You have to believe that Jesus is coming. And you have to begin to get ready. You have to be ready at all times so that he does not meet you unprepared. You have to be ready at the coming of Jesus. The Bible teaches that you have to be ready at the coming of Jesus. He has to meet you ready and waiting for him. He gave us a parable about ten virgins just to tell us what the consequences of not waiting for him will be. Matthew 24, verse 42. Matthew 24, 42 to 44. The Bible says, Therefore, keep watch, because you do not know on what day your Lord will come. But understand this, if the owner of the house had known at what time of the night the thief was coming, he would have kept watch and would not have let his house to be broken into. So, verse 44, you must also be ready because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you do not expect him. Be ready at all times. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse number 1. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 1 to 3. But of the times and seasons, brethren, ye have no need that I write unto you. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord cometh as a thief in the night, for when they shall say, peace and safety, then suddenly come it upon them as travail upon a woman with a child, and they shall not escape. This will not be your own portion. And this is why this morning's teaching is important that you pay attention to. Take heed. Hallelujah. It's very, very possible, absolutely possible, that this may be the last time we'll be meeting like this for Holiness and Purity Conference. This may be my last time in Tema. I'm not going to die. I'm not prophesying my death. Don't misunderstand me. Are you listening to me? 
but the rapture may come. And if the rapture tarries, Bishop Morgan said there's no guarantee for tomorrow. People die. People just die. And we are in a difficult season, perilous times. Believers die. Pastors die. Bishops die. Teen, teenagers die. Young people die. Anyone can die. Any day, any time. But I pray for you. Lift up your hand, everybody. You will not die before your time. You will live long. You will fulfill God's purpose for you here on earth. The finger of the devil will not succeed in cutting you short from on earth. In the name of Jesus. We need to be ready. Jesus told us that at its coming, some people will be left behind. Not everybody will go. Not all that say to me, Lord, Lord, will enter. I spoke about the rapture, the snatching away of believers. Not all will go. Listen to Jesus, Matthew chapter 24, verse 37. Matthew chapter 24, verse 37. Hallelujah. Um, can you can can you can you turn Amen. Matthew twenty four thirty seven. But as the days of Noah were so shall also be the coming of the Son of Man. Verse 38. For as in the days, for as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark. Verse 39. And knew not until the flood came and took them all away. So shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Then shall two be in the field. The one shall be taken and the other left. Verse 41. Two women will be grinding at the mill. The one shall be taken and the other left. Watch therefore, for ye know not what hour your Lord doth come. You will never be left behind in the name of Jesus. Put your hand on your head and say, Oh God, I receive grace to do faith work. I receive grace to persevere, to travel. I receive grace to walk in the footsteps of Jesus. Anything that will stand on my way, I reject it. I reject it. I reject it. 
any manipulation. I refuse it. I destroy it in the name of Jesus. Everyone says amen. You will not be left behind. You are one of you are not one of those that will be left behind. You will make it to heaven in the name of Jesus. You will make the first flight in the name of Jesus. Let me quickly share with you six things that are important for you to keep doing. Number one, very simple, watch and pray. Watch and pray. Watch and pray. First Peter chapter 4 verse 7. But the end of all things is at hand. Be therefore sober. Watch and pray. Watch and pray. Matthew chapter 13, verse 32 and 33. But of that day and that hour, no man, no, not the angels which are in heaven, neither the Son, but the Father. Take Ye heed, watch and pray, for ye know not when the time is. You need to pray consistently so that you can develop deeper relationship with God. A prayerless believer will be spiritually powerless. A prayerless believer will be easily defeated by sin, defeated by temptations. If you don't pray, you will not win. The Bible says the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Are you listening to me? If you don't, if you are not prayerful, you are weak Christian. You are powerless Christian. You will struggle with obeying God. You will struggle with hearing God. The reason why some of you are confused, you cannot discern the voice of God from the voice of the devil. You don't even know how God speaks. is because you don't spend time praying. Prayerless people, prayerless believers, will scarcely make it. By strength shall no man prevail. We are not sufficient of our own. You need the help of God, you need the grace of God. One of the only ways, one of the only ways you show to God that you need help is prayer. That's why the Bible says we should come into the throne of grace that we may find grace and help for times of need. Anyone who is not praying, he's saying, God, I can manage it without you. I can go through this life. I can survive without the help of God. Jesus said in Matthew 26, 41, Watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. The Spirit is indeed willing, but the flesh is weak. Prayer quickens the spirit and enables it to dominate the flesh. When a believer has, has gone to certain spirituality, 
He has overcome certain habits. He's doing fine. He's walking in purity, in holiness, in the fear of God. But suddenly he stops praying. His spirit becomes lean. Lean. The flesh becomes bigger and bigger. And before you realize it, the habits that he thought he conquered would start to resurrect again. All the bad things, all the sinful tendencies that he thought he had killed would start to surface again. It's prayer that dominates the flesh and empowers the spirit. It will be difficult for any believer to be ready at the time that Jesus appears if he is prayerless. Watch and pray. Hallelujah. The more you see the days approaching, watch. The more you see things, you, you are watching men of God. You're watching believers. You're watching the world. You can sense from the things that Jesus told us that the end will look like. You're seeing them. You pray more. Number two, set your affections on things above. Set your affections on things above. In other words, love the things that are out of this world more. Put your heart more on the things of God, on the things of heaven, on, or, on the things of the affairs of the kingdom of God. Colossians chapter 3. Verse 1, Colossians chapter 3, verse 1. If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ seated on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above and not on the things on earth. You cannot love the world. The love of the world is enmity with God. You cannot just fall in love with this world. You love the world, you love enjoyment more than you love God. You desire the material things than you desire spiritual gifts, than you desire the presence of God, than you desire the, the, the understanding of the things of God. How much do you desire the touch of God in your life? How much do you desire to see Jesus face to face? How much do you look forward to going to heaven and being with the Lord? How much do you love the things of God compared to the things of this life? How much do you love God? Do you love your job more than you love God? Can you quit your job, resign your job, because you can see that if you stay there, it will take you to hell? Even when you know if you leave the job, you'll be broke. Can you resign? Can you 
reject a business offer, lucrative business offer, because at the time that you will engage it, it falls during the time of holiness and purity conference. You can say, ah, this one, though it's good, no, but it's going to take me away from holiness and purity conference. Are you someone that has become too busy chasing the world, chasing prosperity, chasing success, chasing happiness at the expense of the things of God? You must elevate the things of God above the things of this world. Jesus says in Luke chapter 12 verse 15, a man's life consists not in the abundance of the things that he possesses. It's okay to be broke and go to heaven than be rich, having everything that you like and end up in hell. Jesus said in Mark chapter 8, verse 36, What shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? What shall a man give in exchange for his soul? One of the tragedy of our time one of the saddest things that has happened in the church of our time is materialism. Worldliness. And I blame us men of God because we have emphasized so much on success, so much on prosperity, so much on breakthrough, so much on relationship that the people are paying more attention on these things and less on the things of the spirit. They are more mindful they can have or become in this life. But Jesus said, set your affection on things above. Let your love for God, for heaven, supersede every other thing. And you know that your affection is set on things above when you can walk away from things, walk away from places, you can quit jobs, you can refuse to relocate from Tamar to Texas. Even though you know possibly in Texas you'll be more comfortable, but you refuse to move from Tamar to Texas because you know that it will interfere with your spirituality. You prioritize spiritual things first. Jesus said, one that cannot forsake father, mother, houses, everything and come after me is not worthy of me. He desires your first love. Your first value. Elevate the things of the spirit above material things. You will not leave this conference chasing shadows anymore. I'm not asking you to go out there and be useless. Your profiting will appear to all. 
You'll be industrious. You'll be hardworking. You'll be successful people. But they will be secondary in your life. The things of God will have the first value in your life as a believer. And you'll be willing to walk away from absolutely anything if it will stand on the way of your relationship with Jesus. Number three, you've got to live as a pilgrim. Live here on earth as a pilgrim. As someone who recognizes that this is not his personal place of abode. This is not a permanent place of abode. We are on a journey. We are on transit. We will not always be in this world. Hallelujah. If you want to make heaven, you must live in this life as a pilgrim. Don't begin to build as though it's a permanent place. Abraham chose to live in tents. He lived in tents because the Bible said he was looking for a city whose builder and maker is God. He lived as a nomad in tents. You are a pilgrim here on earth. First Peter chapter 2. Verse 11. First Peter chapter 2, verse 11. Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lust, which war against your soul. You are strangers and pilgrims. Hallelujah. This is not a permanent place. If Jesus tarries, we will all die. It doesn't matter how long you live, one day you will die. Hallelujah. And if Jesus comes soon, he comes to take you away. He takes you home. First Peter chapter 1, verse 24. For all flesh is as grass, and the glory of man as the flower of grass. The grass withereth, and the flower thereof faded away. You are a pilgrim here on earth. You've got to understand that. Hallelujah. No one should be afraid of death. Don't be afraid of death. Hallelujah. And I'm not trying to sow the fear of death in anybody. To a believer, death is just a passage. Today we are here, tomorrow psh, we are on the other side. Not present in this world, but over there present with the Lord. 
Hallelujah. When a believer dies, Jesus says he sleeps. Anywhere there is fear of death in this place. Lift your hand, everybody. Anywhere there is a fear of death in this place, I rebuke it. I rebuke it. You demon, foul spirit. Lose your grip on that person. Go now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Don't be afraid of death. But don't live like you will live forever here on earth. You must be prepared. Because it can happen to you any day, any moment. There is nothing that says that you have to be 70 years old before you go. Hallelujah. No promise of God that says you will be 70. God has a portion, a number of days to every one of us. To some, it's 50. To some, he gave 40. To some, he gave 80. To some, he gave 90. Every new day takes you nearer that day of your death. Any day you are celebrating your birthday, you're saying, I was 49 last year. Glory be to God. Today I'm 50. It means that one year has been chopped off from the remaining of your days here on earth. If you had 100 days left this morning, you only have 99 days old. Never assume that you will reach 120. You have no control over life. You have control over your life. You have control over today, what you do today, how you live today. Yesterday is gone. It's past. From today, begin to live like you will die tomorrow. Are you listening to me? Maximize every moment. Use every day diligently. Don't allow every day, any day, any day pass by and it's unfruitful to you. Don't procrastinate. Don't, don't busybody. Don't allow anyone Keep you busy for nothing. Don't allow anyone waste your life, waste your time. Let me speak to ladies. That young man who has kept you with his promise for the last four years, that he will marry you, he will marry you, he's wasting your life. He's wasting your time. Tell him, we need to go and see the pastor. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
time waits for no one. Are you listening to me? Every new day see it as a subtraction to your life. Subtraction. Use every day fruitfully. Look for what you can do to benefit yourself. What you can do to add to yourself. Who you can touch and change this life. What can you do that will impact the kingdom of God? Let no day of your life be wasted. Live like a pilgrim on your way out. Am I making sense? Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lust which war against your soul. Those things that are warring against your soul, they are seeking to take your attention from the things of God to make you appear as though this is a permanent place. Forget that you will die. Forget that Jesus will come. Those enjoyments. Abstain from them. Am I speaking to someone? As I'm speaking to you, somebody, the Holy Spirit is speaking to you right now. He's saying that thing that is warring against your soul. Break it. That thing that you are struggling with, Satan is seeking to use it to make you miss heaven. You've got to do something about it. Lift your hand, everybody. Receive power to break through in the name of Jesus. Receive power to break through in the name of Jesus. Receive power to break through in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Everybody says amen. Number four. Store up for yourselves treasures in heaven. This is not a permanent place. You are on pilgrim on your way to somewhere. And that place where you are going, where is the place of your permanent place of abode? Begin to store up treasure there. Turn to your neighbor and say, store up treasure there. When it comes to investment, all we think about is how we can buy a land. It's okay. I'm not saying it's evil. Buy that property. Build a big house. If my dad had a regret, if he didn't tell me, but if my dad had any regret, is that he tried to get me to build a mansion in my hometown, in my village, but I refused. 
he sat me down a couple of times. You know, there was a time he dragged me when I visited and took me to a land. He said, this land is for sale. I'd like you to buy it. So he connected me with the person and I asked the how much is it? He told me and I thought it's cheap. So I bought it. Iceland by the roadside. Beautiful. Since I bought the land, anytime I come, he would sit me down. I said, the reason why you want me to build a house is for self-glory. So that these people in the village will say, this is my son's house. So that you say, this is my son's house. And I said, it's a waste of money because I will not come to live in this place. So if you go to African villages, you find people who are living in the cities or are overseas building mansions, big houses. They come only once a year. Stay there maybe one week and they are gone. Till the following year, the following year again. What a waste of money. What a way of uselessing God's blessing. They say, well, we are trying to develop develop our hometown. Say, why not build hospitals? Employ doctors and nurses. Why not build schools? Why not build community centers? Why build this mansion and it's abandoned? When I was in Nigeria, my father passed. Uh, in 17th of July at the age of 95 glory be to God I went home to to bury him and after the funeral my cousin, not my cousin, my nephew my nephew whose father passed many years ago fantastic military man good when he was alive, he built a mansion, big house, with swimming pool, everywhere. He didn't enter the house, he died. And when I went to Nigeria, my nephew, his son, came to me with pictures. He said, can you see my father's house? He has never lived there. They don't go there. They will never go to settle there. It's a waste. Some of you have fast bank accounts. You are, every month, you are putting money into this savings account. And some of you, God forbid, may never live to enjoy it. A story was, was told me about a young Nigerian man who they found dead in the toilet somewhere in London by the, at, at the train station. He went to the toilet, something happened and he died there. And when they were searching, they found 20,000 pounds in his pocket. He had worked hard and he died and left the money. Some of you, after you are gone dead, it's one useless uncle that will eat every sweat of yours. One stupid nephew 
that will squander what it took you 20 years to invest in one year. We, we think that we have a permanent place of abode. Some people are acquiring, storing, they say, for a rainy day. I'm not saying don't invest in this life. But there are no guarantees. Begin to look towards investing for heaven. Look at your neighbor, say, invest in heaven. Bank with God, bank with God. Bank with God. Hallelujah. This is Jesus' instruction to us. Matthew 6, 19. Matthew 6, 19. Jesus says, do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth. Do not. This is an instruction. It is Jesus' instruction to followers of Jesus. He says, do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth. If you will invest in life, invest to something that will benefit humanity. Invest into something that will help change people's lives. Not for yourself. Because there is no guarantee that you will live to enjoy it. Is this pastor against investment? You know that I'm not saying don't have a bank account, right? God will give you deeper understanding. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust dot corrupt, dot uh, and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moth and rust do not destroy. And we are thieves, do not break in and steal. But where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Very profound statement from Jesus. Where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. You can tell a man's heart. You can tell the condition of a man's heart. You can tell the direction of someone's passion when you look at his investment. It's easy for you to tell me, oh, I'm deeply committed to Adonai. Oh, I, I love Adonai. Oh, I'm praying for Adonai to grow. It's easy for anybody to say that. But how much are you investing financially to Adonai? Where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. In other words, you can put it the other way. Where your heart is, that's where we will see your treasure. If you are kingdom-minded, heaven-minded, you will be spending more on kingdom, more on the things of heaven. If you are worldly, worldly, I want to enjoy this world. I want to secure my future. I want people to see that I am blessed. Vain glory. 
then you will be working so hard to prove nothing. Working hard to impress people that don't even care anything about you. I want to encourage you from today, please, to begin to invest into kingdom. Storing treasures there. Hallelujah. Invest. The way you invest into kingdom or the way you, you, you send your treasure into heaven is by giving to support ministry work. Anytime you give to Jesus, Anytime you give to support the work of Jesus, anytime you give to improve Jesus' kingdom, you are storing up treasure in heaven. Anytime you give to people who cannot give you back, you are giving to people who cannot give you back, you are storing treasure in heaven. Hallelujah. When you support the poor, the orphan, and the widow, you are storing up treasure in heaven. When you support crusades, you support the plant of new churches, you give to pastors and missionaries, those in full-time Christian ministry. Jesus says, when you give to them, you give to me. He that receives the man of God, because he's the man of God, shall not lose his reward, Jesus says. You are storing up treasure in heaven. When we go to heaven, may you never be empty there. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Number five. Live a life of purity. Thank God. This conference is Holiness and Purity Conference. Purity and... What does it say? Holiness and, and purity. You have to keep purifying yourself. Jesus is coming for a glorious church. A people without spot or wrinkle. It's coming for a holy people. You have to keep Purifying yourself if you are hopeful to see him face to face. You cannot afford to live a careless, ungodly life. No fear for God, no respect for God, no value for the word of God. You excuse your behavior. You explain it away. I'm afraid. If Jesus meets you in that state, 
you may miss the rapture. Titus chapter 2 verse 11. I'll soon round up. Titus chapter 2 verse 11 to 14. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation had appeared to all men. Verse 12. Teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lost we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. The reason for the grace of God upon your life is to enable you to live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. No one who is born again, a child of God, should live in an ungodly way. Live in an unrighteous manner. That there is no difference between him and someone who has not given his life to Jesus. The only difference that the world can see in some of us is that we come to church on Sunday. And we dress good. And we hold the Bible. But at work, we are like them. Very bitter. Given to gossip. Backbiters. We hate, we can fight, we can insult people. We're the ones that are lazy. Even the people who have not given their life to Christ, they behave better. They are kinder. They are more considerate. They are more helpful than than, than you that is a child of God. What you do, the world cannot do. They cannot imagine doing it. But you find it among believers. Thieves. Liars. Corrupt people, they take bribe, adulterers, fornicators, drunkards. They do all kinds of things in the secret. The Bible says, the Lord knoweth them that are his. And let them that name it the name of the Lord depart from iniquity. Let's not deceive ourselves. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation had appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lost, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world, looking for that blessed hope. Looking for that blessed hope. Why should we do that? Because we are looking for that blessed hope and glorious appearing of the great God and our Lord Jesus Christ. Anyone who is looking forward to the coming of Jesus. How do I know that you are looking forward to the coming of Jesus? By the way you live. Those that are not anticipating him, they don't care. They're not mindful of it. They live carelessly. 
First John chapter 3. First John chapter 3, verse 2 and 3. You need to keep purifying yourself. You have to keep purifying yourself. Live holy. First John chapter 3, verse 2 and 3. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him. For we shall see him as he is. Is it on the screen? Let's read verse 3 together. All of us want to go. And every man that had this hope in himself purified himself even as he is pure. Okay, let's read it one more time. Want to go. And every man that had this hope in him purified himself even as he is pure. Now listen to me. You have been purified. Say amen. God does not see you as someone unholy. Put your hand on your chest say, I'm holy. I am righteous. The righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. My names are written in the book of life. I am washed by the blood of Jesus. Amen. Please look at your neighbor and say you are holy. God sees you as holy. Purified. Sanctified. There's no one person here that God condemns. God is not against you. See, God is not against me. God is for me. If you believe, say amen. amen. You are pure. Paul will write to the church, he will say, holy brethren. God sees you as holy. Hallelujah. Now, but you are not perfect. We offend in all. Sometimes we stumble and we fall. Sometimes we make blunders. Hallelujah. If there's anyone here who since he gave his life to Jesus, he has never done anything wrong, please lift up your hand. Let me see. Anyone who has never ever done anything unrighteous. Let me see your hand. Nobody? Not even the bishop? We all sometimes make blunders. Hallelujah. This is why no one must condemn anybody. No one must see any believer and look down on him. When you see people going through challenges, encourage them because they should not miss heaven. Encourage them. Recharge them. Pray for them. Do whatever you can to uphold it. If somebody falls, do whatever you can to see that he rises up again. Are you with me? Value holiness. Value purity. 
valued godliness because that is what you are called into. God called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Believers have a way of life. There is a way that believers should live. And you have to strive to live that life. But once in a while, sometimes, we get things wrong. You know what the Bible teaches that you do? You keep purifying yourself. What should you do? Keep purifying yourself. Never go to sleep with anything hanging on your life. Don't allow the sun set on your anger. The moment you are convicted by the Holy Ghost, make it right with God. If you are a child of God, anytime you get it wrong, anytime you get it wrong, if you are a child of God, having the Holy Ghost inside of you, he will convict you of sin. He, there is no way that a believer will commit a sin and he will not notice the sin. Keep purifying yourself. Living holy, godly, soberly is living not entertaining sin not making excuses for your unrighteous behavior not thinking they don't matter they don't matter everybody does it even pastors do it these days you are making excuses for your ungodly behavior Explain it away. You may miss rapture, you know. Those that are looking forward to his coming, they keep purifying themselves. They keep going before God to receive cleansing. To receive cleansing. They keep bringing themselves under the blood of Jesus. Listen to me. Jesus died once and will never die again. The sacrifice has been paid once and for all. Hallelujah. There's nothing else that Jesus would do. Forgiveness is there for you. Forgiveness is there for you. God has forgiven you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. But you have to come to God's presence and receive cleansing. Wash your garments. Don't go to bed in an unholy manner. The rapture may come when you are sleeping. The Bible says there will be two people in the bed sleeping. One will be taken, one will be left. Hallelujah. Am I speaking to you this morning? Are you getting blessed? Give the Lord a clap of praise. Be, be quick to repentance. Be quick to repentance. Don't allow 
your heart become reproved. You know, the Bible speaks of not grieving the Holy Spirit and not quenching the Holy Spirit. Anytime a believer commits anything that is sinful, he grieves the Holy Spirit. To grieve the Holy Spirit means the Holy Spirit feels uncomfortable inside of you. He's uncomfortable inside a believer who is living ungodly life. He's uncomfortable. He's sad. Anytime a believer steps out of the right way and goes to do something that violates the scriptures, he's grieved. He's sad. And he will keep convicting you. Keep trying to bring you to the path. Keep trying to change your life. Keep trying to mold you. Work on you. Changing you every day so that you can conform to the stature and the image of Christ. But when the believer keeps resisting the Holy Spirit, you see, God says after Noah, my spirit will never strive forever with the spirit of man. Anytime the Holy Spirit is trying to convict you, you resist him. You explain away your sins. You justify it. You think it's normal. After all, everybody does it. You get to that place where you put out the Holy Spirit. You quench the Holy Spirit. It's a state of backsliding. You may be coming to church singing, but you are backslidden. You are living in sin and it no longer troubles you. You are backslidden. You are living unholy, ungodly, doing all kinds of wicked things and it does not move, it does not shake you at all. You've come to that place where you are, you are, you are okay with that. You have backslidden. Put out the fire of the Holy Ghost. You better repent. Turn a new leaf. Change your course. Otherwise, you will miss the rapture. Finally, preparing for the coming of Jesus. Paul admonishes that we should abound in the work of the Lord. We should abound in the work of the Lord. Watch and pray. Set your affection on things above. Leave us a pilgrim, store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, keep purifying yourself, keep purifying yourself, making it right every day with God, abound in the work of the Lord, abound in the work of the Lord, increase your involvement in ministry. Do more for the kingdom. Don't grow cold. Grow hotter. Become more zealous. More passionate. Engage in kingdom work more. Sow more. Give more. Sacrifice more. Labor more for the kingdom. Let me do this long reading, 1 Corinthians chapter 15. 
First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 52. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. For this corruption must put on incorruption. And this mortal shall put on immortality. Then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. Oh, death, where is thy stink? Oh, grave, where is thy victory? For the stink of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's read verse 58. Together, all of us want to go. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Hallelujah. Be steadfast. You see, there is no one church that is perfect. You have to understand, identify the church that you are called to. And no matter what you see there, stay there. I pity people who because of little challenges, they run away from churches. Stay there. Be steadfast, unmovable. I'm not moved. I am not moved by what I see. Hallelujah. I'm not moved by what I see. I'm not moved by what I hear. Hallelujah, I'm not moved by what I hear. Hallelujah, hallelujah, amen, 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 hallelujah. cannot be easily discouraged. You cannot be easily plucked from a place. The choir master cannot make you quit choir. The 
usher leader will not be able to stop you from ushering. Even the pastor cannot remove you from Adonai. Are you with me? Unmovable. I am planted in the courts of our God. And abounding. Every day, renew your zeal. You see, the devil will throw all kinds of fiery darts to quench your fire, discourage you. You will come to church one Sunday morning, and Bishop Richard Hagbidi will be will be driving Lamborghini. Ooh. And you will begin to think, and the devil will just show you there, you see. We just finished Holiness and Purity Conference. Ah, all these seeds that they are collecting, all these offerings. The lie of the devil. You see your pastor wearing new shoes, new good suits. You are upset, it's our offering. The devil will throw all kinds of fairy darts to make you become cold. Lukewarm and not get involved in the ministry. But remember, you are not doing it for Bishop Richard Ayagbede. You are not doing it for any man. When you give, you are not giving for any man. When you do ministry work, when you help to grow the ministry, grow the church, you are not doing it for any man. I challenge you to now begin to see how you can do more for Jesus. Do more. Lift your hand up. Say, Lord, by your grace, I will do more for you. I will give more. I will evangelize. I will win souls. I will be involved in the growth of your kingdom here on earth. I will not tire. I will not give up. I will not be discouraged. The devil is a liar. If you believe that, say amen. You know, if all of us become passionate, and firebrand for God. We will win Tema for Jesus. I tell you, if everybody here will say, Lord, by your grace, I will win once for you. Every month. Just one. One person I will help to know Jesus, get born again, and I will drag him to church. One. A month. All of us will win. 12 people in a year. There will be many pastors in this place, Bishop. There will be many branches that will be planted everywhere. Hallelujah. All of us. But if we ask us here, 
you'll be amazed, amazed to see that. There are some of us who have been born again 10 years ago. They have never won one soul for Jesus. One soul for Jesus. In 10 years of your conversion, you cannot point to one person and say, I lead. I led this person to Christ. It's a shame. Lift up your hand, everybody. May the zeal of the Lord consume you. May you become zealous of good works. May you never pass a chance to witness to someone about Jesus and let it pass. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If everyone here will make a commitment once in six months, only once in six months, twice a year, I will make sure I plant someone in Adonai Church. I will drag someone to be planted in the church. We have to be doing three services here. But if I ask, you'll be amazed that there are some people who have been attending Adonai ministries at all the branches for the last 10 years. But you cannot point to one person and say he's part of Adonai today because I helped him to be planted. And sometimes I find it so, so, it's so shameful, it's so upsetting that you find that it is the church members that contribute to keeping people out of the church. It is the church members that contribute in keeping people out of the church. Because the people out there get to hear of all the bad things concerning the church from church members. You're working against the kingdom. Anytime you stand out there and you talk negative of your church, you talk negative of your house, you talk negative of your family, you talk negative of your pastor, you are shutting the ministry out against the people that you're talking to. You're working against the kingdom. Don't walk against Jesus. Don't stand on the way of his church. Hallelujah. If you have to leave a place because you feel it's time to leave, you don't feel that you belong to that place? Keep quiet. You may think you are fighting that house. You are fighting Jesus. Fighting the work. God have mercy on your soul. Hallelujah. As I draw this to a close, I just want to ask you to make a new commitment to Jesus. Say, God, I'm dedicating myself to you. I will hold on to you.
for the rest of my life, I will never let you go. How many of you would like to pray that prayer with me? Please, can you stand on your feet? And lift up your hand and make that commitment very quickly. Pray that prayer right now. I, I rededicate myself, I rededicate my life to you, O oh God. I will commit to you for the rest of my days here on earth. I will hold on to Jesus. I will never let go. I will never draw back. Where else can I go? I found life. I found a source of life. I found a source of peace. You are my redemption sacrifice. I will never go, never draw back, never let go. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Everybody say amen. I wanted to pray one more prayer. I wanted to say, Father, repeat after me, Father, I will never do anything to harm you. I will never do anything to harm you. I will never do anything to harm your work here on earth. Help me, oh God. Can you turn it to your own prayer? Turn it, everybody pray that prayer. I will never do anything to harm you. Harm your work, harm your kingdom. Work against what you're doing here on earth in the name of Jesus. Lord, I will not do anything against you. I will not do anything against your kingdom. I will not constitute myself an opposition to the work of the ministry. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we are prayed. Can I hear you say amen? I want you to say father. Please say it out loud. Father. Empower me to become more fruitful in your house. Empower me, oh God. Make me more fruitful, more fruitful, more effective in your house. Go ahead, pray that prayer. Make it your own prayer. Come on, you've got to pray that prayer. We're about to close right now. In the name of Jesus, empower me. Renew your grace on me. Make me more effective more fruitful more fruitful more fruitful more effective in this work in the ministry in the kingdom in the name of jesus i will be a giver more i will win more souls for you i'll be more zealous more passionate for the things of god in the name of jesus in jesus name we are praying now hold the hand of someone you're going to hold your hands. There will be... There will be... Um, what, what's it called now? This thing now, what's it called? Hand sanitizer at the end of the service so you can sanitize your hands before you put it on your face. But I'd just like you to com confidently, comfortably hold someone's hand. And you're going to pray for the person. You're going to pray for the new fire of the Holy Ghost to begin to burn in his bones. He will never again be at ease. He will never again be lukewarm. He will never again be at ease, lukewarm and indifferent to the things of God. Go ahead, pray for that person. Fire of the Holy Ghost. Fall upon my brother. Fall upon my sister. Fire of the Holy Ghost. Fall now. Fall. Fall. 
fall upon him. Fall upon her. Father, anoint her. Father God, anoint him. Anoint them. Anoint them. Pour out your spirit like you did on the day of Pentecost. Fire of the Holy Ghost. Consume any seed of lukewarmness. Consume any complacency. Consume laziness. Laziness. Burn them like you burn the chaff. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we are praying. Everything that you need, you can release your hands. Everything that you need for the journey ahead, may God give it to you. The grace, the resources, material resources, financial resources, may God pour it out to you. May you not only have enough to put food on your table or put on new clothes or pay school fees. May you have so much resources that you can be a blessing. In moving forward, you'll be more impactful, more resourceful. You come to see the bishop one day and you give him an envelope. When you open it, he will tell his assistant, go and call her back, call her back. And when you come, he will say, where did you get this money from? Because what you just gave him is mind-blowing. May God take you to that place where when you begin to give, even yourself, you'll be shocked that you can give that money. May God enlarge your storehouse for the sake of his kingdom, for the sake of the ministry. May God bless you with resources. May God bless you with grace. May God bless you with open doors. May God bless you with new opportunities. May God bring into your life contacts, business contacts, destiny contacts, life-changing contacts in the name of Jesus. Lift your hand and begin to pray in the spirit, everybody. Pray it out loud if you can. Don't pray it inside. Pray it out loud. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Come on, everybody, everybody. Don't let the devil close your mouth. In Jesus' name, we are prayed. Can I hear you say amen? amen? One of the prophecies, the end time prophecies, is that there will be a transfer of wealth from the wicked to the righteous. And God will be doing that because he will need to do a quick work, a quick work of revival. 
before Jesus comes. Hallelujah. May God find you faithful here. Lift your hand. Lift your hand. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Wave it to Jesus. Wave it to Jesus. Wave those hands to Jesus. Wave them to Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, shatari alimo ondo pradidi kishkataya. Janima handali endo brokuna andali itiskadina andrava. Aledugu shadina handali itiskadina shrabaha. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Halabuta, Eligadia, and the Libukushkadida at Rabana Kadia. Thank you, Jesus. I decree and I declare an open new chapter for Adonai ministry. It's a chapter of increased grace. Hallelujah. A new season of Dominance, dominance in the name of Jesus. A season of financial dominance in the name of Jesus. God is putting people in new careers. There's someone who God is even relocating you. You're going to be working with, with, with the embassy, the embassy. And they will be catapulting you to a diplomatic mission. God is saying is a chapter of something powerful in your life. Hallelujah. I declare for Adonai House the opening of a new season. The season of increased grace. The season of dominance. Financial dominance. Financial dominance. Financial dominance. Ministry increase. Ministry breakthrough. Wherever Tema is located. In all the satellite churches. Wherever you are planted. They are dominate. They are increase. They are breakthrough. Let your influence Sweep across the city. You shall not be small. You shall not be insignificant. You can no longer be overlooked. In the name of Jesus. Uh, God, God just told me. He just ended one relationship. Please, 
I don't know who that person is. But God said he has ended a relationship. Because that relationship is a saboteur. It is, you know, starving you, starving you, keeping you out and blocking you from the people that you should meet that will change your life. And that relationship, God said he has ended it. I, I don't know the nature of the relationship. I, I don't know. It may be business relationship. It may be partner relationship. I, I, I don't know. Maybe someone is even cohabiting with, with, with someone that he's not married to. I, I don't know, but God just told me. And for that person, God is saying, I've opened your life to a new chapter. I'll begin to do a new work in your life. And men shall see. And men will know that you have found favor in my side. You have found favor in my side. Hallelujah. May the Lord begin to reposition you. May the Lord put you in strategic places. May there be out of this congregation key men and women that will be planted across the sectors in this country, all over the place. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I rebuke mediocrity. I rebuke mediocrity. I rebuke the spirit of setback. Go now. Go now. Go. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Holy Spirit, we just want to thank you because all that we have spoken in this place, they are taking form and they are being manifested. We look forward to powerful testimonies. The days and the weeks and the months ahead are very crucial. They are days and weeks and months of manifestations. Thank you, Father. May no one here miss that blessing. The first step out of this sanctuary today is a step into a new a new season a new chapter for all this your people in the coming days and weeks and months may they see that in this place this weekend you have done a new work in their lives and they will never be the same again wave your hand to Jesus thank you father as you wave your hand to Jesus, you are saying bye-bye to everything that you came into this place with that, is not, that was not in your favor.
Everything that you carry into this place that is a burden, that is a yoke, you are waving it bye-bye. You are stepping out into newness of life, new season, new dawn, new era in all sphere of your life. In the name of Jesus, wave it one more time. Wave it, wave it, wave it, and so shall it be. So shall it be. So shall it be. So shall it be. Let's shout seven hallelujah. Seven hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. Now give the Lord a clap of praise, everybody.